92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome to Quality of Life Radio, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Quality of Life show. Every third Wednesday, we get to chat with Dr. Jackie Ubani. It's Dr. Jacqueline Ubani. We call her Dr. Jackie. Uh, she joins us to talk about heart health. Uh, she is a board-certified cardiologist. She's an electrophysiologist, my favorite word. And she's the author of the best-selling book, Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. I encourage you to go to her website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. You can get it on Amazon as well. And that's important to talk about because today we're going to talk about heart health around the world. September 29th, 2022 is World Heart Day. And uh, there's a huge initiative to cut back on, you know, I'm going to say heart disease, really, there's this like, really, the World Heart Federation got together with a bunch of other doctors and around the world and saying we need to cut uh, non communicable diseases I think I'm saying this right. Gosh, Dr. Jackie, this is like a language test every time you come on. Um, We're going to cut it by 25% by 2025. So we got three years to get this straight. So welcome back, Dr. Jackie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Hey, it is always good. And I'm always, you know, learning some stumbling new word, which is non-communicable diseases. So that means we're not talking COVID or um, anything that is transferable. Yeah, exactly. Uninfectious diseases. Absolutely. Okay. So what I learned from this, um, this is kind of crazy, though. I know, you you know, you've been on our show for a number of years talking about United States and women's heart disease, especially being the number one killer of women in the United States heart disease, which we still keep going. I thought it was cancer, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with this world heart disease, um, well, the World Heart Day, I learned that this is heart disease is the number one killer. Heart disease and stroke is the leading cause of death. Non-communicable diseases, right? Only. Right. Uh, number one cause of death in the world. So um, 18.6 million people die a year from this. I had no idea. I thought cancer was right. at the top. I really did. Yeah, oh. heart disease remains the number one killer. And we always talk about it on this on this channel in terms of mm-hmm. women because, you know, because the myth was always that heart disease was a male's, male disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are highlighting it in women because we see that, you know, women are also at risk and it's also the number one cause of death in women. But truth be told, it's the number one cause all across the world uh, of non-communicable uh, death diseases. So it's a very important thing. 
And and is this and women? It's also especially important because I know, um, especially going from our very first conversation in your book, um, women and heart disease. The real story is a lot of times we don't recognize that women are having a heart attack. So that's another big part of it that um, it it maybe is not talked about as much because we don't realize that you know mom is having a heart attack or aunt or sister cousin uh, she's having a heart right. attack because we're not doing you know fred sanford <laughs> exactly exactly, exactly. Know, because most of the right because we've always thought of heart disease as a male disorder and most of the studies looking at heart disease the way it presents and the treatment really were focused on men and now we found we found over the years that women may not present with the same typical symptoms of heart attack that we're used to uh, acknowledging as heart attacks, like the chest pressure and like the Fred Sanford that you mentioned with people putting mm-hmm. their hands across their hearts yeah. uh, in, in a gesture of pressure or pain. So now we're, we're starting to recognize that women may not present exactly the same way as men, and we're just trying to educate women and spread the word so that the amounts of deaths can be, so we can lower the number of deaths from heart disease um, mm. in the community. But it's a, in a way, when you read what causes heart disease, I'm sure there can be people who inherit it or the inherit the um, weakness to towards that. Like you, if your whole family has had yeah. heart disease that maybe now you're going to inherit that that weakness in your genes. I understand yeah. that there there's that. Is that I mean Yeah, there is. There there is a component of genetic to heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um but you can you can even if you have a you know a strong family history of it, you can do things to mitigate your personal risk of having a heart of of having heart disease. So we say you know, just because your family members have it doesn't mean that you should just throw all costs into the wind and say, well, I don't have to do all these things because I'm going to get it anyway. You can yeah. do, yeah. you know, do these lifestyle changes and can decrease your risk a little bit compared to your family members for heart disease. So in a way, sometimes when I read the things that cause it, it's almost like we're causing it, we're giving it to ourselves by how we run our personal lives. You know, know, it's like our diet and we're not, you know, some of us aren't exercising and we're eating the wrong foods, maybe. And I think there's a lot of stress. I don't know how much stress factors into it, but, um, you know, when you look at Fred Sanford going, it's the big (laughs) one I'm coming because he's stressed out about something that happens on his show. I mean, it's silly. It's comedy, but still. That yeah. idea is like the ultimate stress, so I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but how much does stress play into it? So stress, stress can, um, if you are predisposed to, you know, heart disease or heart attack, we say that stress can be um, like the final, final thing that causes it to happen. Um, because, you know, during the periods of stress, your your adrenaline or hormone levels are high, and that can trigger something that was already there that was probably going to happen, but maybe it wasn't going to happen that at that moment, uh, mm-hmm. but it was something that may have been on its way coming years down the line, but stress can just trigger it. Um, so mm-hmm. usually you see that in people who have risk, who are already at risk for heart disease. 
Hmm. What about, you know, you know, we talk about blood pressure and I, you know, I wonder about that with blood pressure and diabetes. Like if your family's had diabetes, a lot of times that will pass down from generation to generation. So now, you know, if there's diabetes, you need to know heart disease is, you know, looming. Um, so you can reverse right. that, but high blood yeah. pressure, is that something, I mean, when we think about heart disease around the world and you're a world traveler, how many countries now? I know you've been like everywhere. Like seriously. <laughs> I know. It's up just there. got I'm back from sure. Italy. She went to Italy. We're just a little jealous. <laughs> yes. It was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Trying out the Mediterranean diet. So that was uh, that was wonderful. But yeah, so you can have these things like diabetes, hypertension that are hereditary. Um, but it's definitely not a life sentence or a death sentence to, for you because it's in your family. You can definitely um, do things to decrease your risk. Um, you know, you should if you definitely if you have a, a family history of hypertension and you do have hypertension, you should make sure you're seeing your doctor. You should make sure you're living a healthy lifestyle. You should take the medications that you're prescribed. You should check your blood pressure. So all these things can lower your risk of, you know, having heart disease later on in life. Mm. When when you look at this as a global, can I say it's an epidemic with that many people dying? Or what? When was when do you say like panic mode? Like, I mean, we don't want to panic when we're talking about heart disease. No, but we like, don't want to panic. I mean, that's no, not I would call it an epidemic. But you know yeah, what I mean? No. <laughs> I'm like, this is right. a big number: eighteen point six yeah. million people a year. That and it being number one, I'm really, I'm, I'm just like, I just didn't realize. Um, but when you think about you know, the different cultures around the world and the lifestyles being so different. And, you know, we were talking about stress. And the first thing that I thought about was how many people right now are fleeing situations like wars, like if you're in Ukraine, getting out. Um, There are people, refugees, you know, I mean, like it's got, I mean, we've just done so many interviews lately of, you know, People yeah. being refugees from like through Africa and, and diff, you know, and I just go like, how is that like if you are like knowing heart disease is looming or you have it or and then that stress of your whole world right. flipping upside right. down, how do they manage this not having a heart attack? Because to me, that has got to be the ultimate stress. You know, exactly. in this country, our stress is, oh, I didn't get to this meeting and this, I'm going to make more money if I do yeah. this and I need a second car and, oh, let's just go through the fast food. I'm just like, la, 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 la. that's how we are. Or now I have to pay for the second car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the third and I got to do this and I'll get the kids from here. And, la, la, and it's like, okay, everybody slow the hell down. But um, yeah. This, so right, this and a lot of these countries, yeah. yeah, a lot of these countries, you know, we know that cardiovascular disease occurs in higher numbers in um, low to middle income uh, countries. So when you have low, when, you know, in these countries, access to healthcare is definitely a big issue. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone has access to healthcare. Not, not anybody, not everyone has the means to pay for medication. Not everyone has the means to, you know, go see the doctor and those kinds of things. And this is why we end up seeing higher rates of uh, cardiovascular mortality uh, in these communities. Mm. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times when you do, when you travel to different countries, um, because everything is so different, um, you get the feeling that everybody's 
usually get the feeling everybody's happy and healthy and having way more fun than we are over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, in a way. And so, you know, like if you say that people in Africa or people in Europe have a heart attack, then you would say, yeah, mm. Europe, I can understand it. But Africa, why would people in Africa have a heart attack? You know, because they're not stressed out. Because I think we always think stress more than we want to think about diet or exercise. <laughs> right. So it would be a combination of all of the, all of those things. Of course, they probably they have stress as well. They probably, you know, in the, especially in the lower income areas, uh, there's always mm, the stress exactly. of of you know of of your daily living trying to mm-hmm. you know see the family and and, and yeah. those things that we that that aren't considered stress in our neighbor in our communities those are not one of our major stresses but they they have they have their source of stresses as well and they probably have you know they definitely have less access to care like we yes. said uh, the mm-hmm. risk factors of heart disease tend to be silent, like hypertension, diabetes. You don't know you have that until something catastrophic happens. So they, you know, you don't get to go see a doctor when you don't have money to pay for mm-hmm. <laughs> the transportation right. to get to the doctor's you know, office. So you don't even know you have these things until something happens and then you end up passing away from it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So in these low to this low to mid income uh, countries, uh, access to care is is a big issue. Uh, mm-hmm. They definitely have their sources of stress, even if it's different from ours. You know, stress is stress. The body doesn't know what you're under stress, what your particular stressful situation is, but it mm-hmm. responds the same mm-hmm. way, no matter yeah. what the stress is. So, um, so yeah. So this is why uh, this continues to be an issue all over the world. Wow. What about also now? I mean, we talk about the stress levels, but like the states and countries that have more money or more affluent, um, you know, it, it's interesting. We we were talking to Glenn Burroughs, and I know you've been on a show with him from Norfolk Tours. We were talking about this, you know, a few times, like he goes, you know, you've got to think we never used to eat meat. Maybe once, like on a Sunday meal, we would have meat like the roast and it would have to last the family for the rest of the week kind of thing. And I don't know if I'd want it on the fifth day, but <laughs> you know, it's it's about like now, we tend to eat meat more frequently Tons and then, okay, and now we have factory farms to fulfill that need and also make it the cost reduced down, which isn't necessarily good for our environment. Um, and, you know, then we started here, you know, we got away from organic farming because now we wanted more cheaper. And yet when you think about <clears throat> countries that really do not have the money, a lot of people are growing their food which is a lot of work. I know we're on a farm right now. I'm mm-hmm. just saying farming is not easy. <laughs> Listen, I'm picking vegetables in between but, spiders but and snakes but and it's healthy, all kinds though. of stuff. It's healthy. healthy and it feels good, you're by getting the way. I'm getting, I'm getting my exercise and Dr. Jackie is very happy. Getting and, a lot of exercise. Yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of exercises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exercise. a lot of exercise. Fresh air. But, yeah, go, but going and back. No chemicals. But no going chemicals back to this, in your food way of how we have created this culture of stress money is ruling right so now it's food being fast eat fast food and even fast food in the beginning wasn't necessarily as toxic as it is now and I think they're trying to change it because you know the populace wants it to be changed even grocery stores and and what we're getting in grocery stores they're trying they're like 
here have cut vegetables that are clean and washed in a bag not necessarily that that that's the best but it's mm-hmm. a way to get people to eat things quicker but it's so that they can have this fast-paced lifestyle so i kind of feel like here that is a country which we are fighting really hard to keep a middle class actually to be there because that's going away too it's like here you're either a high <laughs> class or or you know we don't have money at all um right so we're in a weird situation in this country but we do live this hectic this life, lifestyle right. and i think right. during covid people are slowing down and going what is more important to me so i'm hoping that will help with heart disease that people understand like you know, maybe we don't need that. Maybe we do grow a few things in the garden ourselves and enjoy that because it's a it's a nurturing experience. But what we've done now with eating meat all the time, like it seems like mm-hmm. we eat meat three times a day. Mm-hmm. Is that something yeah. that's going against us? Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, you're just really highlighting our issues as a first world country with money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. why we're seeing so much heart disease in our, you know, in our country. That you know, the more money the country has, people have access to, um, you know, these foods that are unhealthy, and the pace of our lives are always fast, fast, fast. We want things quickly. We don't have time for organic food. So, yeah, all these things definitely contribute to heart disease um, in you know first world countries. Even access of care sometimes. Not everybody in this you know first world country has access to health care which mm-hmm. is kind of weird mm-hmm. to say, but that's definitely also an Sucks. issue that we're yeah. dealing with. Um, but for sure, uh, heart disease um, is high, again, in our countries because of all these things that you've mentioned. Mm. And, and you so know, then when you go to other countries, like you just were in Italy, right? And I know we've talked about the Mediterranean diet and you're, you're you know, a supporter of that. And um, when you go to a place, you go to Europe, right? Are they yeah. healthier there? 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Because they have more of a walking lifestyle and maybe more fresh I mean, I haven't been to Europe for years, you know, we've been here for 25 years. <laughs> I been, know. It's, it's wild. Now I've been in this country longer than I've been out. So it's a, it's a whole other world, but what's it like there, it, you know, just coming back from there? I know, you, you know, you're just in Italy. Um, are they living, are they healthier in regards to heart disease because of those kind of lifestyle habits and um, their diet? Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Uh, I don't have data specifically to say one way or the other, but it would it would seem that they're, they're healthier um, because they do a lot of, you know, physical activity. Some, some of their foods are healthier. But I know you've heard of the French paradox, though, 
even though the French eat the most unhealthy things, <laughs> mm-hmm. they tend to be they tend to have less high cholesterol, less high blood pressure, even though they eat creamy stuff, bread, and they smoke. But That's, they tend to, you know, have less heart disease than we do, which we call the why this is why we call it the French paradox. Um, but in that case, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's something genetic. But there's still a lot that we don't know. Um, mm. and we it's don't because they they but. take they just decide at a certain time <laughs> earlier than we do. Like we'll do the let's work from nine to nine kind of crazy stuff. And the French are like, no, it's two o'clock. Time for wine. Let's oh, see, I knew she was going there. And a glass of wine, and then take the rest of the day off. <laughs> no. And I heard that women, French women were skinny because they drank leek soup for dinner and lunch and and they still had cheeses and everything and drank a lot of red wine. So all of that cuts out the fat. Well, I tried that, Dr. Jackie, and I'm sorry it didn't happen. It doesn't work for me either. Exactly. Did you try it? It did not work. Did not work. I just can't imagine eating that much bread and cheese. And oh, not, well, not weighing oh, 450 pounds. I, can, I know. I can live See, on it. I can't I, imagine. Well, I mean, I, no, I can't imagine not being fat eating like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. yeah. That's no. my downfall. Cheese and wine and cheese yeah, and wine and bread. Really that's all they bread. eat over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, and that's weird because I don't like to eat bread at all. It, it's, you know. It, and I they just, do all the meat things over there, too, like all the the stuff yeah so they're doing everything yeah. we're not supposed to and they're yeah. healthy yeah and then if and we try it then we get sick <laughs> yeah it's not fair yeah well so, right, I, I think there it's is about something quality. to that yeah so there's something to that french paradox i I'm, it's yeah. potentially a genetic thing that they've been eating this way for so long that they've developed some kind of genetic the thing mm-hmm. that allows them to adapt to this, this uh, immune but it's hard to, to it. say. I don't. Yeah. Well, Doctor Jack, what about Asia? Because I've heard too, like there are certain places that that is it the blue zone that we're talking. Was what is the is it blue plate or blue zones that people are living for years, like longer than everywhere else? I think one one area in China was one of that. I mean, I was wondering about their food because I, we don't eat it because there's so much fish involved and we're allergic yeah, to fish, but. Yeah. Is there a lot of salt in that food and because of the MSG and stuff or is that just, you know, fast food stuff? I don't I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. from what they're eating. It's probably the healthier fish and they're probably eating more organic things and they're probably, mm. you know, doing more physical activity than we we do. Mm. And uh, all that's probably contributing to them living longer periods mm. of time. So it tell us be, a little bit of, oh, go ahead Nancy, sorry. I was going to say maybe they I know this is going to sound strange, but maybe their air is cleaner because they're walking more and they don't need as many cars as what we do. Not in China. Yeah, China. well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not in China. I'm thinking, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking about France. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, China, no. You, I mean, they've been wearing fa- face masks before COVID. Yes. So. I know. And, yeah, and I've been there before. Yeah, the air quality is oh, not really? good there. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> but well, oh, mostly wow. in the big cities. I don't know about yeah. the small little, like, you know, countryside, but I'll tell you the big cities. Yeah. Yeah, I think the countryside in any country is going to be better than the cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because the smog, like, I mean, mm. I don't know, smog and just too many people and too much stress. And 
Yeah, the, uh-huh. I think the stress uh-huh. thing is, I really, because you end up, I think a lot of bad habits are created from stress. That's the problem. So like, if you're upset about something, maybe work, you're going to eat something that you didn't prepare. Or drink. Yeah. That's not fresh. And maybe you're yeah. going to drink more, right? And maybe skip that workout session. So, yeah. but at the same time, you also can't, you know, guilt yourself if you're off routine. You need to just get back on it because if you guilt yeah, yourself, yeah. then you're going to have another, you're going to start it all yeah. over again. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, you have to be kind to yourself. And I think we've got to a place where we're actually not kind to ourselves. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, we yeah. need to I, give ourselves a break. <laughs> I just yeah. feel that way. The way our lifestyle yeah, I is. I agree with you. Stress, stress makes it very difficult to stay motivated and to stick to a you know a particular lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're stressed out, uh, comes that comes with not sleeping well, and when you're not sleeping well, you're you're eating horribly, and you, it just makes it very difficult to stick to a healthy lifestyle and to mm-hmm. take the medications that you're required to take. So um, that's mm-hmm. this is why you know stress is an important factor in decreasing your risk for heart disease. And hang mm-hmm. out with your friends, have some laughter, you know? Yes. I think oh, laughter, laughter is, God, it's so good. You have to. Good for the soul, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You're going to have laughter, music, and that. wine. Oops. Yeah, you need to listen to some music, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If, maybe yeah. turn the news off. That would help. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. Nancy and I were talking about it with all the different magazines, like, you know, Heart Health. And I was like, God, you know, just, you know, getting back to like hobbies, like reading spending time with a book for an hour, you know, just those calm moments are just so crucial. And if we did more of that, I think our focus would improve too. And, you know, we were just talking about like bad air quality and everything. And I was thinking like, you know, you, if people have like, I get asthmatic if, you know, I'm in a bad zone of air quality and been really lucky to not have it just through lifestyle changes, not to mm-hmm. have full-blown asthma because of diets. And like you talk about cheese, it's not good for asthmatics. It's not because it's mucus creating and all of that stuff. And we all want to talk about mucus, right? But anyway, yeah. I do. I'll talk about anything gross. Um, but <laughs> if, you know, so diet changes and all of that, but we have also through the way our foods are harvested and grown mm-hmm. and um, we also, in water situations, our mm-hmm. topsoil being really bad. And so, like, you could have, you know, organic food as being, you know, these giant crop. Like, we've done so many interviews with scientists on this kind of stuff, too, about what's going on with our soil. And mm-hmm. basically, you could grow organic all you want. If, if you're going to do these big swaths of the same thing, your soil is, if your soil sucks, it doesn't matter how organic you are anymore. Your The nutrition level has gone down. And uh-huh. so when we go back into this, you know, thinking about how people are living, if all these immune diseases that are across this country and around the world, right? I thought, you know, maybe when we, we were in South Africa and everything in Kenya, I was healthier as a kid. But now I'm finding a lot of my friends, you know, a, a lot of people I know in different countries. It's this is a global thing. So I'm glad we're talking yeah. global because uh, we think it's so isolated and it's not. And that that means there's a, a shift that has to happen together. And if we have these immune diseases, can that affect our heart? Is that like kind of a part that is your body not strong enough? I mean, can it affect your heart? Just period. I mean, if you, 
yes, have MS yes, or Crohn's disease yes. or something like that. Yeah. The, the traditional ones are like lupus, um, you know, systemic lupus. Yeah, absolutely. The autoimmune stuff can also affect the heart because they can affect the blood vessels. They can attack the heart muscle itself, and they can lead to heart disease. Okay, so that's it, everybody. We need to grow our own vegetables, a variety mm-hmm. of them. We need to make our own wine, <laughs> brew our own beer. <laughs> I don't know. We can import chocolate from you know fair trade places. Um, you know, we need we need to like. I think it's something, and I think we're getting better. I think we've got a lot mm-hmm. of new business people too that are doing business in ethical ways. I think we're getting uh-huh. better. I do believe so. Yeah, but. Um, they're doing, you know, things that are clean. I mean, we had a tea company, Nepal Tea. It's a collective, and they are all organic and supporting small farmers in Nepal. And your tea is like pure. It's clean. It's actually hard to get clean tea without stuff in it, chemicals. And um, it it it's amazing. It's good tea, man. It's really good for you. <laughs> um, but it's. I think we're getting more of those people doing stuff. So it. I feel like that's where the global thing has to come in. Um, But I do want to go to what I know you go to, I know before COVID you were going to Nigeria and doing work. And I remember you, we did an interview, recorded an interview and you're like, I've been up since four. I was zooming to Nigeria. What, what do you do in Nigeria? With, in um, well, I haven't been in, a, in a, since COVID, um, but I, me and several colleagues and friends of mine would go there to uh, administer heart health uh, mm-hmm. or care, cardiovascular care to them. So we would get um, the device companies or, you know, pharmaceutical companies here in the United States to donate things to us like pacemakers, defibrillators, and um you know, things mm. that we need to do our cardiac procedures. And we would, you know, we were in contact or in partnership with the university there who was able to get patients, in, you know, indigent patients who couldn't pay for any of these things but were really sick and really needed these devices. So we would get them to select patients for us. And we would take the devices over there and we would spend a couple of days implanting devices, doing cardiac caths and, mm. and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. so that was what we were doing, and it was actually it was a de- definitely and definitely a, a good a good program, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah. That's but we're cool. gonna resume that. You know, we just haven't yet with COVID. It's still mm-hmm. you know still a lot of logistics that we have to plan out. But by next year, I think we should be able to uh, go back and continue that program. And oh, do awesome. you have any idea at this point? Because I know it's early of how COVID may or may not affect your heart? It's still early, uh, but mm, we, we yeah. know, yeah, we know that COVID did, you know, especially people who had who got very sick from COVID did, did affect the heart. But in terms of long-term manifestations of heart disease as a result of a COVID infection, uh, we still are waiting to to find mm. to find yeah, out. Yeah, because it's early for that. Yeah, yeah. So, so early. it's too early. Yeah, hmm. that's yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. and I think that's something too when you talk about like the French paradox. We're looking at you know how COVID has changed. I mean, there's been all this uh, neurology stuff that they're talking about how it's changed people's bodies and things. Um, so well, we're you not, know science. We're well, not used gonna, to these things happening here. No, no, but I'm saying... No, we're not. 
We're well, just, I wanted, you know, I was making a point about science and how, mm-hmm. like you were talking about the French paradox, how COVID could, you know, you know, change heart health and heart disease. So there's always something changing. And I just always want people right. to understand that science is always changing, right? And, and yes. people kind of... And it takes time. Yeah. Yes. yes, of course. Yeah. To prove results or you can have an idea that this causes that, but you have to prove it. And that takes time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that takes time. It, it really does. You know, at least... It takes at least two years to run some kind of an experiment or test that will stand up yes, you know, to whatever absolutely. conclusions you come to. You can't just do it overnight and then, oh, here it is. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so people need to, to understand that yes. science is valid because the time has been taken to be sure. Yes. If exactly. I could put it that way. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you wrote your book because apparently we still need this going around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's a yeah. very important topic. It's a very important topic. Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm really glad we talked about this. So everyone, uh, September 29th is World Heart Day. And um, again, this is all through the World Heart Federation. So you might want to check it out and you know, do projects. There's they're doing things with kids and make a poster and all kinds of stuff. So have that conversation. Maybe even use social media to good instead of arguments. Yeah, that'd be cool. That. Uh, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, let's just have a heart. September 29th is a date, and of course, we want to not just do this all in one day, right? We want this to be right. an awareness that um, goes everywhere um, because you've got to think of your family, um, your friends. Um, you know, just it's something important and to support them too. Like, you know, you think about when you go out, we're all getting back out together in person and you go out to lunch or dinner and someone's like, oh, I got to be careful of my diet. Maybe not push them to have the chocolate cake if they know they shouldn't. (laughs) We should be supportive. And if you want someone who should have that chocolate cake, I'm right here. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) But And then I'll go like, do some farm work or something. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it I think one of the ways we can all work together um is to work together in supporting each other, right? So right. I think that's like if you've got a walking group, walk together. If you're doing it alone, you could fall down quickly. So the more we have as group things, sometimes we stick to our goals better. So uh, very cool. Everyone, uh, Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story is by Dr. Jacqueline Ubani. You can go to her website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com, and also go to Amazon and get it. It is a bestseller because she kicks butt and she knows what she's doing, and that's why she's here. <laughs> so I'm so glad you're here on the show, Dr. Jackie. And uh, also, if you are in Orange County, California, you can go visit Dr. Jackie. So go to her other website, cvwellnessinstitute.com. Dr. Jackie is here every third Wednesday. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackie. Thank you, and happy World Health Day. Thank you.
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.